I'm back. Episode three of the Open Conversation podcast. And today, uh, actually, firstly, I just want to say I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um, me and Charis just had such a laugh, and like, I absolutely love connecting with Charis in that way, and you know, being able to have like these deep conversations and share our thoughts with you lot. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed last week's conversation. So today, I want to talk about uh, self-expression. Now, you may follow me, you may not, um, but over the last few weeks on Facebook and Instagram, I've been a lot more expressive with um, just how I'm showing up. So, (laughs) something that, I'm just going to be blunt, and there, there there may be some... Uh, parts in this podcast that are maybe not appropriate for younger listeners. So um, I just want to make you aware of that. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, over the last few weeks, I've been a lot more expressive with just how I've been showing up on social media and um, the things that um, I've been communicating to Charis and the parts of myself that um, I'm giving permission to just express. So <clears throat> one of them things is wearing women's underwear. Like I absolutely love wearing just like a sexy pair of like, uh, like a pink thong or, um, something lacy or just, I don't know what it is about like women's underwear, but it's just, it feels so much and not only feels, but looks so much sexier than, like, men's underwear. Um, <laughs> most men, myself included, will have, like, a pair of boxes for fucking years and, like, keep hold of them forever. <laughs> but, yeah, when it comes to women's underwear, like... And this is what I want to go into. There's, there's so much more emphasis around, like, women being sexy. And something that I've recognised... In myself, um, probably over the last couple of years, but definitely over the last few months, um, is just how much I enjoy and and how much I want to feel sexy. And this is something that you don't hear men communicate. And they'll, like, you'll hear very few men actually say um, that they enjoy feeling sexy, and heaven forbid if they want to feel pretty, like, fucking hell, that's, there's, there'll be so much shame around that, if, if a man wants to feel pretty, oh, you know, people will make that mean something, but, um, yeah, the, the more I look into these parts of myself, and, you know, the more I just, um, the more I, first of all, see these parts of myself that I've rejected for years and years and um, denied were even a part of me and suppressed and shamed and guilted myself for and told myself, like, I shouldn't want to do this. I shouldn't, you know, this isn't how a man shows up. And um, even, like... (laughs) <laughs> well, if you listen to last week's episode, 
you would have heard me say to Cheris that when I was at school, I used to look at like some of the popular lads and just see like how they were showing up, like physically. Um, I even mentioned that I tried copying like one of these lads like walks, like the way they walk. I tried to kind of uh, mimic it. Um, and this is something that I've done for years and years and years. Like, I've always kind of shoulded on myself. Like, I should do this. I should be this way. Like, this is how a man should show up. Like, and all of this was just shame. Just so much shame. You know, telling myself that I need to be something and someone other than who I actually am. <laughs> it's crazy just reflecting on, you know, how, how much of my life I was just trying to show up in a way that I thought would, you know, get me love and acceptance and like people would like me. And the thing is, to some degree, you know, I kind of was accepted and, and loved and, and liked, but it was only surface level. And the reason why it was only surface level was because I was only allowing people to see, like, above the surface. I, I As soon as someone um, started to feel like they were... Like getting close to me, uh, my walls would come up. And this is something that I've had to work really hard on, um, actually allowing myself to be seen and, and be loved. And... I, I think so many of us have these walls up and... You know, sometimes we don't even recognise that we've got walls up. We just, like... For whatever reason, you know, we think our relationships aren't playing out how we want to play it, how they, how we want them to play out. And, you know, sometimes we just don't fully understand. But actually, you know, over these last few years, what I've come to realise is I've always had people in my life that wanted to and were actively trying to love me but because I didn't feel worthy of that love <clears throat> and because I was terrified of sharing parts of myself that I had shame around I never allowed myself to actually be loved for who I am and this caused me so much pain Now, I've invested close to five years, but the, these last two and a half years, especially since uh, me and Charis moved away, I, I've invested so much time, energy, money. Like My whole focus has been around healing. And I think... I think when some people hear that word healing, it sounds very much like um, 
people that need to heal are, are only people that have been through stuff that's like, I don't know, like really, really heavy. And um, this is something that you know, I've done in the past and I'm sure you do and plenty of other people do. We kind of judge our trauma as, well, it wasn't that bad. Like other people have far worse stuff go on in their lives. Like mine was all right. Um, and as a result of that, if we don't believe that we're in pain, then how can we heal? We can't heal from something that we don't believe we need to heal from. Um, but obviously this only comes with awareness and nine times out of 10, we only gain this awareness when we hit rock bottom. And I wish it weren't the case, but... It certainly was the case uh, for me and many other people that I know and, and have communicated with. But um, where was I? <laughs> kind of gone off on a tangent. Um, yeah, like when it comes to actually expressing ourselves, we have so much fear around it because... You know, we've always shown up a certain way. We've always um, allowed people to see us in specific lights. Like, you know, this is who Dan is. Like, Dan does X, Y, and Z. Dan doesn't do this, this, and this. And when we live in that kind of um, black and white, you know, right and wrong, good and bad... It doesn't leave any room for um, like authenticity, because, and this is something that actually, um, I don't think a lot of people actually realise. Authentic expression doesn't mean that when you show up a certain way, say for instance you, uh. I don't know, wear an item of clothing and you know, show up a, a very particular way like today. Just because that might be authentic today doesn't mean that that's going to be authentic tomorrow. And how I see authentic expression is something that evolves and something that um, changes in any given moment. And it's just taking the time to actually get to know ourselves on a deep enough level so we can understand and really know whether we're doing something because it feels authentic and aligned with who we are right now or if we're doing it to try and please someone else, gain some form of validation, um you know, try and gain acceptance and love. And, and, and this is why it's so important to, first of all, get to know ourselves. Because when we don't actually know who we are, and uh, I don't know whether you'll ever actually fully know who you are, um, but when you don't know who you are at all, it's so easy for you to take other people's opinions of you as your own. 
And when something feels right to you, you know, like you want to do something, it could just just because it feels right. And then someone says, oh, like, why are you doing that? Or like comes in with some form of kind of judgment or, or their opinion or whatever. When you don't know yourself, you'll doubt that thing that you want to do. And you'll take their opinion and you'll run with it. And you'll be like, oh, actually, yeah, like maybe they're right. Maybe maybe this isn't right for me to do. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, maybe it is weird. Maybe it is, you know, whatever they say it is. But when you're um, working on yourself, you're healing, um, you're really learning to love all of yourself, um, you you begin to feel secure in who you are. And it's not that other people's opinions no longer matter. It's that your opinion of you matters far more. And... This is a difference. I I don't like this. Um, You'll often hear people say this and this appears to be like the goal that um, people want to kind of aim for. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. But when you're coming from that space and there's that much kind of like defensiveness and, and that kind of forceful energy behind it, you're saying, I don't give a fuck, because you do give a fuck. And I don't believe that not giving a fuck should be the goal. I think the goal should be, and it's certainly been the case for me, I think the goal should be giving a fuck what other people think, but recognising that you have a choice whether you take their opinion and their judgment on or not. Because at the end of the day, as a human being, we have this deep-rooted need for connection. And anyone that says, I don't give a fuck what they think, is just lying. Because as human beings, we do give a fuck. We are meant to give a fuck. That's what being a human is all about. If we didn't give a fuck, then what would be the point? So, yeah. I, you know, in my own life, especially, as I say, over these last couple of years, and removing myself from all the distractions of just going out getting fucked up every weekend and... You know, just being able to go meet up with people and, like, you know, basically just distracting myself from, like, actually doing this work. You know, spending a lot more time on my own, spending a lot more time, like, in my relationship, just with Charis day to day. And getting to know myself, my own triggers, my own wounds, the parts of myself that need a little more of my love, um, really has been the catalyst to just feeling so secure in who I am. And and this is a reason why I can um, express myself on social media now in the way that, you know, two or three years ago, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do because I would have been terrified of other people judging me. But the truth is, all that, you know, all those fears that I had, you know, 
back then around people judging me, what I've come to realise is that I I actually wasn't scared about other people judging me. That that wasn't the main fear. The fear was that I would continue to abandon myself just to fit in. Because I've been abandoning myself and, re- and rejecting parts of myself for years. And it, it caused me so much pain, you know, just trying to, like, put on this facade that I was this version of Dan instead of, like, you know, me just in my entirety. And really what was going on was I was judging me. I was labelling parts of myself as bad and wrong and shameful. And because of that, I didn't accept me. So I'd put all of these parts of myself into little cages and wouldn't even allow myself to look at them. In fact, most of my life I denied that they even existed. Now, I, I denied that... You know, I might enjoy wearing makeup. I denied that I enjoyed wearing women's underwear. Like, uh, all, all of these things that, you know, were just a part of me, I had been judging. And as soon as I was able to actually recognise how much pain and suffering I was in because of this self-rejection and this self-abandonment. Is when I actually started to take responsibility. I I didn't want to suffer anymore. I, I didn't want to be in this pain of like never feeling good enough and you know, always believing that parts of me were unlovable. All of these thoughts and these feelings were so painful. I want you to really reflect right now and think about the parts of yourself that you judge and think about the parts of yourself that you don't want anyone else to find out about it may be the things that you've done it may be the things that you're still doing it may be the things that you want to do it may be the thoughts and the desires that you have it it could be anything but I want you to really get clear on what some of those parts of yourself are and how you're rejecting those parts and I want you to just sit with that for a few seconds
Now I want you to think about whether you're male or female, I want you to think about the innocent little girl or boy that you used to be. And just think about how, as that little girl or boy, how all you wanted was to just be loved. And because of your childhood experiences and things that you saw as a child, it might have been in your parents' relationships, it might have been at school, it could just be on the TV, but how some of the messages you've received either directly or indirectly have caused you to believe that parts of you are good and parts of you are bad and how only the good parts of you are lovable and the bad parts of you are unlovable. And really think about how that little girl or boy feels because of that. Now, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't say to a little six or seven year old girl or boy that you're unlovable. Yet we find it so easy to say it to ourselves. And the majority of our pain and our suffering comes from our childhood. This is why we don't experience the present moment. Because we're bringing our past into the present. We're bringing all our pain and all our childhood suffering and all our wounds into the present moment. And what we need to do in the present moment is sit with what's coming up, all our fears, all our thoughts around, you know, this part of me being bad and wrong and, you know, the guilt and the shame that comes up. And then communicate with the little girl or boy inside of us in a loving, compassionate way. You know, really reassuring that little girl or boy that you are more than enough. You always have been and you always will be. However you choose to show up is absolutely perfect. And I am here for you. And this has been the biggest, most transformational thing for me over the space of the last few years. 
just seeing these parts of myself that I'd rejected in the same light as seven-year-old Dan. Because all seven-year-old Dan wanted was to be loved. And it's my responsibility as a 34-year-old man to love that seven-year-old boy and that 13-year-old boy and that 24-year-old boy and now that 34-year-old man. We get to love all of ourselves. So whether you like to share explicit content on OnlyFans, wear sexy little thongs, wear makeup, or do anything else, you are always lovable. There is no part of you that is unlovable. And I do just want to say, like, if you're struggling with anything and, you know, it feels so heavy that you just, you can't move through it and... Like you're judging this part of yourself and you're terrified of like, opening up to someone, but you know you, that you need to just reach out. Like whether you message me on Instagram or Facebook, however you need to be supported, just know that I am here. See you next week.